thank you so much for being on. Super excited to have you. Uh, Leanne, you're a team lead at the L Group. Um, you're like the Airbnb expert in town. <laughs> I guess. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for being on. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Um, yeah, thank you. It's a, a pleasure to be here. Um, Lian Bong, I am a team lead of the Out Group, which is a real estate team that uh, focuses on representing investors in the Boston area um, with Berkshire Hathaway. So that's our brokerage. Gotcha. Um, in terms of my investing um, journey, if you will, um, if with a focus on that, I I do like a mix, probably 60-40 in terms of long-term rentals, as well as uh, short-term rentals. I know today we really want to kind of focus on the short-term space. Um, my journey and experience with short-term started roughly in 2016, when um, my family and I start, uh, like just purchased like a second home, just a very traditional, it's in Naples, Florida. We thought we would, you know, be those people that like, you know, would have a vacation home but ultimately didn't use it like at the capacity that we wanted to. And I said, Hey mom, like, like, let me just try to put it on Airbnb. Like, you know, there's this whole thing. And so we did, and we got bookings like right away. Um, so, you know, I, I got like the first taste of Airbnb in that space in that moment in 2016. Um, and then we, I, I did arbitrage in New Hampshire, probably right around 2018 and then in 19, I had um, my mom purchase two condos in Vietnam that we Airbnb'd. No way. Yeah. So that was wow. kind of cool. Uh, so I did that international experience. Wow. Um, <laughs> does, does she live there or she lives here? She goes back and forth. We're Vietnamese. Like that's, that, you know, that's, um, I'm Vietnamese and Chinese. So she does that's go so back cool. from time to time. And so, you know, while it's vacant, we, you know, we saw that it could be a successful opportunity. Wow. So how did the first property do like right off the gates when you started uh, renting it out on Airbnb, the one in Florida? The one in Florida, I mean, on, on an average year, we were grossing, you know, anywhere from 55 to 65K a year, you know, growth. And it like for me, like I wasn't even like doing the things like, you know, I was only on Airbnb, it was furnished, but it, it's not at the capacity and the design level of stay at our house, like the, the brand that I have today. Um, yeah. so it was very much like a beginner kind of property. Is um, this property on the beach? No, it, it's like, um, so in, in Naples, there's kind of these two like very large streets. It's like, um, and it, it's one street behind that. Um, so it's not oh. oceanfront by any means. It's a four bed, two bath. Uh, and we were grossing that. And like, frankly, we could have done much more. Like I could have used dynamic pricing. We could have like furnished it better, like for professional photography. I could have really amplified that opportunity, but I just really, frankly, didn't know any better. We could have even as little as going on VRBO. And yep. I, I wasn't even on VRBO. I was only on Airbnb. Um, um, is this a two unit? Is it a two family or single? It's a single, single family. Okay. And do you, so you're, you're renting the whole place, you're renting the whole place or just like by bedrooms or how are you doing it? All my rentals have been like all, you know, um, one, one tenant, if you will, one group of, of guests, of guests they yeah. tend to be, you know, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> they, um, they were, um, 
vacation homes. So like, you know, people would be one or two families, maybe a couple would stay there with some friends and stuff. So um, I never wanted the management and like how intensive it is to like, you know, rent per room. I, I never wanted that kind of management or that tenant class. Yeah. Um, so I always kept it one large party. So tell us a little more. I mean, maybe we can get a little deeper on how you're managing them. Uh, obviously, you have properties in Vietnam that you're managing. I mean, we won't go that far, but the ones you, you, you live in Boston. So the one in Florida how how hands-on are you now if you still own that property? So we no longer own Florida and we, we still have one of the units in Vietnam. Um, and then, so then I have currently like four units like under management, if you will. Mm-hmm. I own one. I just like, you know, manage for an owner. Um, so those are the more active ones. We are like, you know, expanding right now. So we'll likely have two to three more units by the end of the year, I would say. Um, but I mean, we're built to grow. So like, you know, the, the kind of the lessons of, of, you know, starting the Naples, like the baby property into the system today. I mean, everything's done remote. Um, so for me, I really learned from that experience, right? Yep. Like learning how important the local crew was. Like I, and I, I learned that kind of like organically. Okay. So like, you definitely have to get a really like kind of a turnkey property because you can't afford to basically have gaps and stays to, to do BS repairs, right? If you yep. kind of got a clunky house, you, you need it completely turnkey. So learning that, like understanding that furniture selection was really important and getting what they call contract level um, furnishings. So what that means is like basically it's commercial grade, right? Like the chairs are a little bit sturdier. It can gotcha. have more flexibility and wear. Um, when you sit on an Amazon couch, you know it. You know if you like sit the wrong way, that thing's gonna collapse. You know? <laughs> um, and I can't afford that. Like simply, you know, I can't yeah. afford the vacancy to repair it, order another one. So you know, we're willing to yep. elevate it further. Um, so so it's it's less issues. Um, but mostly in terms of like management, uh, we have a team. Like you know, we have a VA that like screens some of the initial, you know um emails and inquiries we have an actual property manager like you know someone that's designated to property management and does a much more higher level so they manage the VA accounting I do operations and Andrew does all the marketing um, gotcha. websites and branding so you're not dealing directly with the guests yourself right I personally do not that's awesome so you have a manager that's doing that for you um exactly yeah we fold that into our business so you know naples again was like just kind of this like little beta property and like you know from that lesson i had learned to really systemize like how i was going to like build this business and so when we launched stay at our house you know roughly a year ago um i knew all the tools to be able to do it right because i i knew some of the trials and tribulations of that process because i obviously had gone through it that's outstanding Mm -hmm. so um what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Like not like if you were to start today, um, knowing what you knew from the Florida property, what wouldn't you do? Um, what wouldn't I do? I definitely wouldn't buy kind of like a junk house. Like sometimes people are so desperate to start, you know, they're like, you know, they'll, they'll buy anything. And you can talk about that with like long term, medium term, et cetera. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, especially in this space is finding um, a property that doesn't need that much work. You can fix it, 
but make sure you fix it well. There's no like slapping paint on things because it, yeah. assuming that it has the occupancy that it does, which our houses are, are very lucky. We're like, we're as occupied as can be, you know? Um, and so getting the right kind of condition is really important. Um, and that's something that, that I would definitely advise people on. And um, I think investing in your furniture and your linens is really important and having it be truly fully furnished and tools included. So that's where like, you know, some people would discount, they'll do dollar store stuff and things like that. And there are things that you could do dollar store-esque solutions on. But, you know, an example of that is myths. Right. Like, like, so like a large mitt, like should an oven mitt should hold your whole hand. When I had bought ones in the dollar store, it literally covered half of my hand. And so then you would get burnt in the corner. I'm like, then what the heck was this for? It, it's all BS stuff. And the clients know that these, these guests know, right. That they're cheap stuff. Yeah. They, yeah. Because it's not used properly or it doesn't function in the right way. So I would say like you truly invest in it. It doesn't have to be fancy, but do the right thing. Like what yep. would you want as a guest? You want proper dishes. You don't, people know when this is old, like, you know, and like I'm using like, like garage sale dishes you know, <laughs> in this house. Um, I would say that. And then the third thing is, is don't discount cleaning. Um, yep. In the sense of like, make sure that that time gap that you're like, you know, put proper time gaps in between guest check-in, check-out, but make sure the house is really clean because even if they live dirty, when you go into a hotel, you go into a guest space, you're scrutinizing everything. And that yep. is very, very important. Um, and so we will continue to emphasize on cleaning. We even do um, bi-annual um, deep cleanings. So we'll shut That's down. That's amazing. Five? Say that again. Five? No, bye. So twice a year. Oh, twice. Bye. Sorry. Twice okay. A year. So like, you know, we'll do it like end of summer. I'm sorry, spring and then fall. I apologize. Oh, that's um, all good. When it's a little bit of a lull, um, we shut down for a few days. So, you know, there's technically loss of income, but we'll deep clean the yeah. house. We'll wipe down banisters. We'll wipe down walls, like everything like that to make sure it's super clean. Um, cause my barometer of sanitation is like Equinox. So when I go there and they're wiping down the little crevices of the treadmill, like I want that kind of clean. You have a treadmill on there? No, no. Um, we, we want to add a Peloton to one of the houses whenever it's a fit, but I'm saying like at Equinox, like I, I go there. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And I watch them clean it. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what I, that's my expectation of sanitation. Well, that's perfect, especially during COVID. I mean, that must have been huge for you. Uh, so you must get excellent reviews. Um, how how does the the cleaning portion work? Um, do you does Airbnb notify the cleaner, or is it something that your management company does, or your management folks do? Yeah. So there's no platforms that will like. Airbnb, for example, um, that will notify the cleaners. So you would either like kind of manually do it if you had your own and you weren't using a PMS, which is a property management software. Gotcha. Um, but then you would just like screenshot a, a picture. Again, Naples for that I was screenshotting the calendar to my cleaner. And if it was a last minute booking, the house wasn't <laughs> clean. That happened several <laughs> times. It was so BS. Like, I don't know, the stuff that I was pulling off. But nonetheless, so... 
you know, like these systems would notify them, you would log on, they're, they're an additional team member. Yep. Um, and then they would be notified accordingly. That's awesome. Um, I, I personally have a property at the Cape, which uh, I'm having Vacasa now. It used to be turnkey management, uh, yeah. but now it's Vacasa. They got bought over from Vacasa. Mm-hmm. It's working out fine. Um, they do keep a commission. I mean, the best thing that I love is that I don't have to uh, do anything like with guests or cleaners, uh, but it sounds like you've found a way to manage everything yourself without a hassle, without a headache, and you're building it as a company yourself. And I'm sure you can, you know, that that part that you would pay another management company, you can pay your own people. And um, do people make money off of the cleaners as well or... Uh, yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it depends you can. on the model. So I, I, you know, technically I make money, but for me it's reserves. Yep. So let's say if a cleaning fee, like really my true costs are 150. Yep. I can charge them anywhere from 175 to 200. You never want, like I have a rule of thumb personally that the cleaning fee should never be more than the, the nightly fee. Like I think that's yep. very disproportionate, right? Like that sounds ridiculous. True. So I do, I do monitor that. Um, but nonetheless, so like, you know, 150, we pad in 175, that $25 Delta pays for cleaning products, toiletries, um, lights, you know, not really, right, but like a little yeah. bit of utility cost. Um, or you can think about it as the reserve. So every $25 goes into the deep cleaning bucket, you know, so then at the end, when you're doing that deep clean, it's going to cost you like three times more because it's just more cleaning. Um, it would cost you 350 to 450 to do that like well um and so you just that's part of the reserve so that is a strategy you could do um yeah that's smart i'm mindful of like not inflating the cleaning fee just too much the reason is because again it's this like perception that oh my god like you know i gotta pay for all this cleaning but then also i'm stripping the beds you know there's that kind of feeling from the guest perspective but i rather increase the rate $10, $15 a night, and then three nights, it's already 45 bucks. That's a blind cost that they don't really care about. That looks way better than, and and having a 175 cleaning fee, then moving that cost to 45. Now they're 105 and they're like, you know, it it ends up, it doesn't look as appetizing to the Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, What type of amenities do you provide? Like, towels everything like that um and how much do you provide so for example like soap and you know like any like shampoos or anything like that uh the reason i ask is recently we uh rented an airbnb at the cape and the lady told us to bring our own towels right (laughs) and that was a first for me so i'm like for me i'm local you know i i live in sharon you know whatever i'll take them from my house but someone coming from California, what what would they do? What, yeah, what are I you doing in your properties? So in, in seasonal areas like that, like I have a Hampton, you know, we're going to launch a Cape soon. Um, those areas are actually more common to have those scenarios. Like some of them will ask you to bring sheets. It's because of the laundering service that ends up being a pain. That's why they do that. Even though then the guest experience obviously is, is reduced. Yep. Um, for me, we provide all the amenities if possible, like anything that makes sense. So all sheets, like our, our sheets are high premium um, sheets, towels, you know, as much towels as you want. 
um, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, hand soap, um, obviously the actual amenities of the home, right? Like, like we always have a grill, fire pit whenever possible, additional dining space. So wherever you can congregate and really enjoy the home, we, we will provide. We have pizza ovens in some of our properties, projectors, popcorn machine, anything That's amazing. That, that, that feels like I just, you know, and, and I credit a lot of this to Andrew where he's much more creative about these experiences, but wherever it makes sense for us to add in some cool cachet, we do, um, yeah, like, you know, for the example of the towel. So in Hampton, we will buy beach chairs for the next season. We kind of launch fast, so we couldn't, but we're for sure going to do um, the wagon, the beach chairs, and we would provide that. We won't provide beach towels. The reason is because it's just more laundering. Like we cannot launder enough. Gotcha. Um, because we, you know, a, a group of six, that's already probably two batches of towels. True. That's like three hours. And then another batch of towel, like beach towels, it, we couldn't keep up. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, but it's not a cost thing. It's mostly time. Time, yeah. From the time that one checks out and the other one is going to need to check in. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I lost my train of thought here for a second. Uh, but... Yeah, no, that's that's very interesting uh, how how you're managing everything. Um, so you don't use your your um, Cape House then? It, like it's mostly because if you yeah, a- I mean I I block my time uh, mm-hmm. for the summer whenever I want to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's the only way to do it. Like I would have to block those days for myself. For the rest of the year, I mean it's um, you know it's it's not as busy. So you know like. Uh, you'll get like, uh, you know, like Christmas, end of the year, Thanksgiving, you know, time uh, that that it gets booked and it's like higher prices. But I mean, for the summer, it's outstanding. I mean, you're getting like four to four forty a night, you know, and it's a sixteen hundred. What is it? No, I I didn't. I didn't insist. They they said, well, let's keep it because the. The market was kind of changing this year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as, you know, the, the bookings weren't coming in as fast as before. Mm-hmm. Um, so they recommend, we did like five days, minimum five days for I the see. summer. Yeah. And there were some gaps in between, but then they, they would still like be able to rent minimum two nights for those gaps. Right. Um, so it worked out. I mean... I've generated, I think I'll be able to generate like 27, 28 for the year, thousand. Gross. So, uh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, that's, that's before, that's before the management fee. Right. So, I mean, you know, considering I'm using it for myself, you know, I'm, I'm barely breaking even with my expenses, but for me, it's fine. You know, knowing that, Hey, I have a property. Uh, most of it is being paid. And then, you know, I'm also using it as a second home. So uh, it, it works out. What town are you in? East Sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's kind of like in more in the beginning, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's not deep Cape. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally like 50 minutes from Quincy, uh, right. which is where I used to live. Um, yeah. No, I mean, these are all valuable, you know, tips that you've given here. Um especially with the with the amenities i mean that that makes a lot of sense 
Um, have you like, you know, in, in talking about your, your mm-hmm. property and so it's a, what, a three, two, or is it three, one? It's a, a four bedrooms, one bath. Four bedroom, one bath. So, and then it's a classic, like a Cape house, right? Like, yeah. 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 Like a, it's like a raised rent. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I obviously don't know the locale, like, you know, in terms of everything in the Cape is by the beach. So it's, you know, if you're not wash waterfront, it, you're by the beach anyway. It, it's like two miles from the beach. Right. So. Have you considered putting an outdoor shower? We do. We have it. Oh, yeah, have we, it. Have, we have an outdoor shower. Has two driveways. Um, I mean, it's a it's a well maintained property, so it doesn't doesn't really need much. Um, yeah, I mean, the only other way I would say to increase like value would be to like add a pool. I do have the space, but I don't know if I want to invest. I don't know. It's quite an endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a client, uh, so we're, you know, we're assisting into transitioning with that management because we're pr- helping him purchase it, but um, it's going to be a 4-2 with a pool uh, driveway, that whole thing, and um, the previous seller was um, generating around 82k. Wow. Yeah, so cape? that was, yeah, at the Cape. With a pool? With a pool, it's in Bourne too, so it's like, it's not barely Cape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah Wow. Yeah. That's so, really good. Yeah. And maybe, like, maybe I should look into managing it by myself, honestly, because I think what, what the companies will do is, I mean, they have these dynamic pricing and all that, that they'll adjust it, you know, as, as it gets near the date and there's no booking and all that. But I think you can make more if you were to manage it by yourself. Yeah, I mean that that seems pretty light in my opinion in terms of income. Um obviously, yeah. you know, without like truly seeing it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think that there's there's opportunity potentially if you want to change some of the decor. You don't have to change the couch or anything like that. Like don't go crazy, but a little bit of refreshing of like because you're going to approach like the down season soon. So pretty much after October it's pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Um, a little bit, maybe a refresh in your living room, you know, some, um, some decor, you know, a little bit like, you know, fun things yep. on the walls, um, a refresh in photography and changing just some linens. Really, it's, it's Airbnb, for my experience, has been always about styling, you know, and making it seem like really cute and like, like Instagram um. worthy, if you will. Because <laughs> there's a lot of these houses you know, my Naples house included where it's like leather couches and like, it's just, it's not really Cape vibes, you know, and gotcha. people, people kind of want that um, if gotcha. they can. So yours will book is just going to be maybe option three or four. And obviously yep. I'm making assumptions here without. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. do you get a lot of returning guests or do you even look at that data? Do you see a lot yeah, of... So we're one year young in terms of this portfolio property. But yeah, we have had requests for returning. We have, because we have four properties and um, and they're all in like very interesting locations. People will uh, will ask us uh, where our other properties are. So the the password to our networks are stayatourhouse.com. So they're nice. encouraged to go on our website and they'll see that there's four other properties and obviously more coming. Um, so they'll, they yeah, awesome. they have asked, Hey, like, do you have other locations? Well, we live right, right near Hampton. Like we would definitely book that next year, et cetera. That's outstanding. I love that. Yeah. So you're obviously encouraging them to go to your website and hopefully avoiding Airbnb. How much does Airbnb charge for service? 
15%, it's roughly 12 to the consumer, 3% to the host. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah. that fee that we see on Airbnb, that's the 12%. And then you pay on, on the other side from your commission, 3% gets deducted. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, for the consumer, it's pretty substantial. Like, you know, like a thousand dollars already 120, very likely that 120 is going to be another 250 of taxes local. And then you have state and then you have cleaning. So that ends up very easily being 30 to 35% of whatever those costs are. You know, that's insane. It's a lot. I mean, when you compare it to the hotel resort fees, like, you know, like, like linen fees, they, they, there's a lot of line items. Of course, of course. No, 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 absolutely. But it's crazy how, you know, Airbnb, Uber, they all started as this like cheap alternative, but Mm -hmm. it's now the go-to place and it's, you know, it's, it's supply and demand, right? The market likes it. It's going to be priced that way. And obviously you have a marketplace like Airbnb that hosts it. So, you know, it's, they got to get their fair share too. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, Airbnb is eating well, right? <laughs> they are. If you will. Uh, same, same thing with like VRBO and stuff. They get their share, but yes, that yeah. is something that we're, we're um, really taking more seriously in like Q3 or Q4 rather in Q1 next year um, because we're adding more properties. We're really trying to figure out what's the best like launch you to get direct bookings. Cause we obviously have some network, um, Andrew is very well connected with like just SEO work and like digital nice. marketing. And so really understanding how that is and like being able to test that strategy into direct bookings, because then we can control that experience a little bit more. Yep. Yep. And you, you said you're on VRBO too, or? Yes. Yeah. So how, how does it go when someone books on Airbnb? Do, is there like a platform that oversees everything on, on like a calendar? When a date yeah, gets booked, we have Logify. I, I assume your management company would also host you on VRBO, also. They do, yeah, more yeah. than yeah. They, they have like ten different websites. Right. Yeah. So so we're on on that, and then obviously they syndicate to others. Um, but yep. yes, our our property management software um, will will group everything together to make sure that there's no duplicate. Um, gotcha. So the moment it books, it's gonna cancel it or. Uh, on on Airbnb, so it's not going to show available any longer. Exactly. Yeah, and you have minimum stays and stuff. I'm always playing around with what's appropriate for a minimum stay. Nice. Yeah. Hey, um, I appreciate all the all the feedback you gave us and all uh, everything that you're doing. Uh, it's really interesting. Maybe we can follow this up on another call in the future to see how you're going. Maybe six months, a year. Uh, where can we follow you and support you? Um, so Instagram is um, L-I-E-N-V-U-O-N-G underscore. Um, it's a private account. So just request. Um, happy to talk on there. Also, you know, on LinkedIn, on uh, Facebook, Bigger Pockets. It's only in Vong. This should be only one. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I appreciate you again and thank you for being on. Absolutely. My pleasure. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your support means so much to me. And one way for you to support me is by following this podcast and liking this episode and also by leaving a review. 
In addition, don't forget to check out my Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at sidrit.veseli for more daily content. If there's anything I can help you with, message me directly on any of my platforms. Thank you and talk to you soon.